Hello, welcome back to another Ladvice.ie Let's Get Talking, Let's Get Sharing podcast episode. I think this year has been a difficult and challenging year for many people, but at the same time, there has been some good that's come out of it. One of the good things that's come out of it is HUH, and I'm joined by the founder of HUH on the podcast today, Mark. So I'd like to just give him a chance to say hello and introduce himself firstly. Yeah, Eddie, thanks very much for having me on. Yeah, delighted to be here. I love doing, as I said, just before we started kind of recording, I love getting any kind of podcast regardless of who it is, where it is, what size it is, any radio show, anything along those lines, if I'm free and out of the time, um, or even just to carve out the time, because I was like, who knows, whoever might listen to this might think it's an interesting story or an interesting brand, it might help someone, someone might say, hey, I just wanted a new hoodie, whatever it is, like, it might positively impact someone and they might hear the message, so any sort of kind of exposure or promotion and to help obviously make some content for you, make some content for me. So there's just so many good reasons to be on here. So thanks for having me on. Definitely. Uh, I was really keen to get you on as well, because I suppose it's good to tell the story behind HUH and a chance for people to get to know you a little bit more as well. Um, and I did think that, you know, it did stand out as one of the, the great things that's come from this year for you personally, and even for many people that you've helped. And we'll talk a little bit later as well about the charity work that you're doing too. So suppose before we get started into the conversation, just maybe a question to open for people who are listening is to have a look and reflect on your last year and their, and their own lives and trying to pick out something positive that's happened for them. So they can be a thought to ponder on uh, as we go through the podcast. Um, but I suppose just a little bit of background about you, who you are, where you're from, and kind of just a bit of a story about you. Yeah, definitely. So for anyone who doesn't know, um, just before I go back in time, HUH is like a mental health coaching company standing for Houser Head and we raise money and awareness for mental health organisations through Ireland and to be honest, around the world. Um, and before I talk more about that, I just wanted to say that just in case anyone watching or listening just has no idea what HUH is. So I'm Mark and I'm the founder of HUH Clothing. And I've had this kind of idea in my head for years, well, let's say two or three years now. Um, so I worked in, bar, in the bar industry for four or five years. I played a lot of GAA growing up, uh, football, hurling. I've been heavily involved in like nightlife throughout Ireland and the States before uh, when I moved abroad, of course. And then also just throughout experiences kind of in school that I, number one, I always wanted to do something entrepreneurial. It was just in me, in my blood. And then two, um, I wanted to do something good. So throughout those experiences of sports teams being in kind of aggression-fueled environment of young males, I'm a 25-year-old man, and they're not very accepting or inviting environments for young males to kind of speak in, speak in or on. Because I've seen in dress rooms over the years, if you try to, if someone's to try to stand up and say like how they're feeling or even try to approach someone, it's kind of like away from me you know what I mean and that's just not that's not right and then you see throughout school just young lads trying to be macho trying to be cool trying to get the girl trying to just nearly be kind of just bully in a way and that's just not right so combined with those kind of experiences that which led into my, me working in the bar industry in Ireland long hours late nights you're behind the bar you're the outlet for the customer to come in unwind dish out their problems to but you've known to dish your problems you know you've known to get it off your chest you're there to entertain and you're there to serve them and then finally so I worked in the bar throughout my four years in DIT and I studied a retail services course but I finalized in final year I did a, um, a thesis on how the backgrounds and cultures of entrepreneurs affect their success and failure rates so where they're from what they do how they're raised do they have rich parents? Do they have poor parents? Whatever it might be, just all these kind of religious beliefs and stuff. It was a really interesting thesis, and that's kind of just linking with my kind of entrepreneurial streak in me. And moving on from that, and it's a very long-winded answer, sorry, but moving on from that, I got a dream job with an Irish whiskey company, and I went abroad for 18 months to the States, and I swear to God, I'd go back in the morning, it was so good. Um, but kind of like my experiences in Ireland, in the bar industry, I experienced the same thing, but just on a different level, because over there, it's more, it's longer hours, it's less money, but it's more hardcore in terms of they're allowed to drink on the job, 
and most bartenders over there drink seven days a week. So I was in this in this field, consumed by this field. I was doing a lot of partying. It was a lot of fun. Um, but a lot of my friends were hard workers and uh, servers, and they're just going seven days a week, no kind of rest, no kind of outlet for them. So I just seen a trip to GA, Irish experiences, American experiences, school experiences. And then I realized, right, my time in the US will come to an end. I need to be employed when I go home. I'm moving home in the middle of a pandemic. Let's try to set something up, H2H coding, because it was on my mind for years and I always wanted to employ myself and kind of do my own thing. So that's kind of just like a brief background of where it all kind of stemmed from. Yeah, and I think um, I, I was following HUH kind of right right from the start. Um, I take a bit of pride in that. I'm, a, I'm an OG fan um, of, of what you've been doing. But I suppose um, something that does stand out from kind of the the, comb- uh, the combination of things that you've experienced and some of the kind of the drivers behind your ideas and, and kind of what ultimately led you to create HUH was the kind of the laddish banter. And I think laddish banter is good and, you know, to a certain extent, but I suppose it's important to, you know, where to draw the line and then also as well as when to, you know, cut it totally and actually be a support and be someone who's actually not a lad, is just a, a person and a human being who's willing to help others. And um, so I think that definitely stood out to me. And I think um, good point on the actual, the bar work and, you know, people who come in and, you know, they kind of offload their problems and their issues and it's good for them to vent. And then I suppose at the same time, it's then you're kind of left and you're kind of saying, well, I've all been told all this stuff and now I need to kind of some way offload it from me uh, so that I don't, you know, become, exactly. become down off it as well. So I think you kind of, one of the things that, that, that stands out is your acknowledgement of mental health and its importance and the fact that everyone struggles to a certain extent um, with their, their mental health. You know, you'll ha- you can't have good if you don't have bad, they both go hand in hand. And that's kind of the barometer of how to decipher what way you're feeling. Um, so I suppose, yeah, mental health, extremely important. And especially this year, maybe even people have come to acknowledge that and realize that they do need to put in place measures and checks and outlets into their lives that will promote and maintain their mental health. So I suppose HUH um, as a brand then as well, it stands, well, I'll let you kind of talk about it a little bit more, but HUH essentially stands for How's Your Head? And I think yeah. that was so from listening, I don't want to answer it for you, but from listening to the stuff that you've been putting up and the story behind it, HUH essentially the logo, simple, effective, it looks quite good. Um, and basically the kind of re- reason behind that being someone will say, well, what does HUH, what, what's HUH? And then that kind of sparks up the conversation regarding mental health. Yeah, exactly. And one thing just to say, like you were touching on it there, just in terms of mental health is um, like no matter who you are, where you're from, what you do, what you believe in, how many zeros in your bank account, everyone around the whole entire universe deals with their mental health. And it was definitely highlight, highlighted throughout the pandemic because everyone's sold to work from home. So they don't have that, okay, disconnection from home life, work life. There's no sports, there's no hobbies, there's no whatever you're into in the even time, whether it's a run or a running group or the library, whatever the hell it is, there's none of that. So you're just surrounded by the four walls. Um, and then it started to play on everyone's mind and kind of just came. I, I see people kind of saying it came as a hot topic, the pandemic, which is true, but I don't like the phrase that way. But it's just people don't realize that, okay, maybe I'm not as mentally healthy as I thought I was because I rely on a lot of external factors. And now that I don't have them, I really am learning about myself. So that is something really important, I think, because it honestly didn't matter who you are you're feeling kind of some days anxious, some days lonely, some days really sad for no reason. Um, and with my line of work in the bar industry in America, while I was in the States, we were, we were told not to work because bars and restaurants were closed. So thankfully I had all this time, the company were still supporting us, paying my rent, paying my wages. So I could just put all this time into H2H. As you said, I started in the States and then I built it from there and then eventually moved home and I brought the brand home. And I think, as you can see here, the H&H, like it puts on, it's kind of short, simple. And the idea was that it definitely stemmed from Americans. They always say, huh? Like just in general conversation. 
And one day it just clicked with me. And with my mental health idea, huh? I was like, how's your head? And then I was like, I'm going to print it on a shirt and see if people will ask me what it means. And then boom, the conversation is started casually. So that's the whole point and meaning behind it, that the conversation surrounding mental health doesn't have to be this huge, big deal. It can be something as small as, what does your hoodie mean? And then, oh, it's a mental health, but an Irish mental health brand, how's your head? And they might have a full-scale chat about how they're feeling, especially for strangers, but it might resonate that even that day, a month, a week later, whatever it is, that, okay, maybe I do need to check in with myself or friends or family or whoever it might be. Yeah, I think that's definitely a very good point of, you know, it, it might not spark up a full-blown conversation with a stranger, uh, but I suppose even that initial kind of, asking a question of you know how is your head and explaining it does make you kind of ask the question of yourself and then also it does whatever whatever scale the conversation is on even if it's only a very small one with a random stranger it does promote and it does encourage and um mean that the conversation albeit small it's still happening and i think that's an important one to have so definitely um fair dues on that and uh, it does definitely ring a bell and it looks it looks good too on the t-shirt um so i suppose yeah it's been it's been part of a very positive movement with regards to you know the mental health space and i think you did say you know it's become a bit of a hot topic or it's become a bit of a a bit of a trend over the last year nearly and again i'd be of a similar opinion to yourself that i wouldn't be agreeing in, in the sense that it's becoming a trend or it's becoming a hot topic it's just people have come to understand and acknowledge the importance of it and the fact that everyone has it. And Definitely. for years, for years upon years, and for so long, people have been crying out for this change and this movement and this acceptance of people talking more openly about how they're feeling and what, how they're doing. And this isn't even on a scale of like, well, I feel depressed or I feel terribly sad. It's just a general conversation of, you know, what someone is experiencing because even if a problem is small, it's still a problem. And yeah, it might go away in time without having spoken about it. But if you think if you talk about it in the first place, it's going to help move it, you know, move it on further and, and progress quicker. So, And like I often say, like, it's, it's honestly, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Like you try to go, if you go out there and just go crazy about mental health, it's not going to stick. You know what I mean? It's too, too intense. It's just slowly but surely, casually. So, and you start the conversation casually. Here's hoping we can, and this is what we're trying to do. Another reason why we chose the hoodies, it's a comforting, comforting piece of clothing that you just wear casually around the house, or you'd wear out with a tracksuit, or you'd wear with a pair of jeans. It's just like casual clothing. And, and that was kind of the other kind of like element to it was it's a comfortable, casual piece of clothing. And I want that to reflect into what we're trying to do, make it a comfortable, casual conversation. Definitely. Um, I think even this kind of conversation that we're having right now, I suppose, even the fact that, you know, two two young males are still still young enough anyway, 24, 25. <laughs> um, you know, even the fact that we can, you know, have a conversation and a discussion on it and then put it out in a podcast format is kind of progress in itself because I don't think this would have happened, you know, five, ten years ago. So No, that- definitely not. But it, it needs to happen more because even like I can see in my insights and like my demographics of my customers and my followers, it's nearly 90% women, mm. which is amazing. And I am so grateful for all the amazing women out there who support, but it just shows that men are less likely to talk about mental health or get involved with something like this, which as I said, day by day, brick by brick, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. Yeah, definitely. And well, I hope even like, I suppose my demographic of followers is generally or largely men. Um, And so hopefully, you know, this conversation, it'll reach the right people and we will start to encourage and entice uh, more people uh, into the conversation and even, you know, to engage with your brand as well. So um, one of the things that you mentioned was about the marathon, not a sprint. Um, The marathon, not a sprint, um, definitely in the sense of the mental health space, but also um, I think it was important piece to note was with regards to the marathon not a sprint and kind of tying it back into your your journey with regards to you know h2h and its emergence and trying to sustain it then over over time as well because i think a misconception of people is when they when they see someone who's you know appearing to be successful and um, that they say well you know that's been 
uh, an overnight success and that's kind of happened you know very quickly and i think so i suppose one of the one of the drivers behind the conversation was definitely around the mental health space but it was also with regards to i'm always trying to encourage people to find what their passion is and to try and you know pursue it and you know seek to immerse themselves in it and i suppose you've you've done exactly that with regards to you know the huh and the entrepreneurial streak and stuff like that so i suppose i was hoping that the conversation could help to inspire people you know on, on whatever level they want to pursue a hobby or a dream in that they, they go and do it. Um, and I think one of the important things for people to, to kind of listen to it is the kind of the journey of people's successes and how they've gotten to where they are. And, you know, I suppose I don't want to say that, you know, you started with nothing because I, I know when we say you started with nothing, you know, you invested time, energy, your own financial savings into the company as well. So, yeah, you know, you started with, it did start with an idea, but it took a lot more than that too. And I suppose maybe you can try and share some of the kind of what's gone into, to get yeah, to where you're at today. And so. I know that's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but even just kind of to touch firstly on the whole patience point and marathon sprint is we have been technically uh, I always say we, but it's really just I. Like I kind of, but I just say we. I don't know why. So just we'll just call it. So H to H has been technically uh, um, online. Let's say like socials since February twenty second, twenty twenty. So over a year now, right? We didn't start selling until April, and then it didn't properly kick off till August uh, when I moved home, and I think one thing in terms of like business and also just with life and mental health is I need to work on being more patient and um, I often find myself thinking oh, I'm 25 I want to have this this and this by 27 28 29 30 and it's something I've worked on it's something I've gotten so much better at these kind of societal norms and I know I'm going off the business question but I'll definitely get back because I'm really no, good. Keep going. talking Keep going. Business. these societal norms that people see of kind of whether it's a house, a relationship, a family, kids, they stress people out and they make people more anxious because it, it, you, you carve your own way in life. Whether you want to be 21 and do that or 61, whatever it is, you've done your own time. Like you play your own rules and there's no such thing as this. You have to have this by 30. You need to have a good job, a good house, a family. And that's something that I see and a lot of people fall into that kind of trap. And I have to snap myself out of it every now and then. Thinking, I, I, I get into my head thinking, oh, you're, getting, you're pushing into your 20s now. Like, you'd want to figure something out. Like, what are you doing? You're living at home. And then I'm like, I have another 60 years around here on the planet. Like, obviously not at home. Hopefully not at home. I have another 60 years. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. So it's more so kind of being patient. Um, and then just getting back to the business side of things where some people say it kind of blew up overnight um, and I can see like it definitely has gotten such an insane reaction like in the last six seven months um, and there is some nights where I wake up or some mornings I wake up and go I really did blow up overnight but on a small scale um, and I think the point I was trying to make is going back to the very start is like as I said it's been February 22nd 2020 till now and everything in between that has been just like slog and hard work and 16 hour days, early mornings, late nights. I went through so many different suppliers that you can't even imagine different shippers, so many different issues. You have issues every day of the week running your own company. It's like you're fighting fires every day. You're a fireman, basically. You get up, you see what's wrong, you figure it out, you sort it out, happy. And... Um, but from then till now, it's just been like, looking back, it feels like it's gone so fast. But in the moment, it's just like a lot of lot of work has gone in and hopefully a lot of work will go in the future. I'm still doing like, I'm still doing 16 hour days, some days. I'm definitely doing 10 hours a day. And then it's kind of like the last few hours, which I say I'm not working. I'm looking at stuff on TikTok, Instagram, replying to emails, replying to DMs. So there's really no, it's not clocking out until I fall asleep really. Even then, I'm probably dreaming about having HQ for H2H in the US and Canada and all over the world. Um, but I feel like I missed a part of that question. So I think. 
I suppose I'll just jump in and you like you think one of the things is you, you've immersed yourself in it and I think that embodiment of the brand is definitely an important aspect of you know got where you've gotten to today I suppose just for people who are listening and, and you know whatever kind of scale that they're looking to pursue a hobby or a dream or a passion in I suppose it, it does start with an idea and one of the things that I would have been guilty of in the past would have been that you know, an idea is great and it's great to come up with ideas and I encourage people to come up with ideas as much as possible. But I suppose at the same time, an idea will remain an idea without action put behind it. And I think that's the kind of the starting point and that spark that sets you off on that journey. And I yeah. think, you know, very another another really good thing that you mentioned was with regards to the patience aspect of it. And, um, you know, it is important to be patient. And I think you said about the whole thing of like, sometimes guilty of wanting to get to that next stage and kind of being having that drive behind you I think that's a good thing and as long as long as you can be aware of it and you can balance it is definitely a positive um but also that patience is probably most important with regards to you know some of those times when you first did start nothing nothing is easy uh, at the start and nothing worthwhile comes easy either um so I think to that patience there could have been times there where you said you know what screw this I'm gonna I'm gonna quit now I'm not saying that I'm not saying that you would have went and done it but I'm sure like the thought may have crossed your mind because sometimes it can be frustrating I can speak from my own uh, point of view with regards to this I won't put words in your mouth but you know sometimes when you're trying to do something you're putting so much time energy and effort in and you're not getting much back it can be that kind of thing of well geez why am I even bothering but it is important to to, when you do find something you're passionate about to, to continue to strive in it and you know you don't want to be asking yourself you know, at some point in the future, well, what if I kept going? And then, um, you know, if you really do want to pursue it and if you want to kind of achieve it, you think it is important to, you know, keep continuing to strive. And, you know, if you really do kind of put the work, put the effort in, you will get there in the end. Yeah, without a doubt. And I think that's really important is if it's on your mind and you think about it a lot, you don't want to be in 40 years thinking, why didn't I do that? Regardless of what it is. Whether it's a, a job, a hobby, a house, a relationship, you don't want to be down the line or on your deathbed thinking, why didn't I move across the world in my 30s or 20s? Or why didn't I just go for that job? Or why didn't I start my own thing? Because regret is the, my biggest fear. That's what I don't want. Um, but I, I think if anyone watching or listening is kind of looking for maybe some advice or like inspiration in terms of starting something up. I can only speak in, um, on a clothing brand, obviously, but a few pieces of advice I'd give, and obviously some of them are easier said than done, is the first thing you really have to just not care what other people think. Like whether it's your family, your friends, your neighbors, who cares? Like stop keeping up with the Joneses because it doesn't matter. Like who cares what your neighbor thinks that, why is Mark setting up a clothing brand? He's not fashionable. He doesn't have any experience, whatever they might say, you know, all this crap, who cares? And and that applies to social media. And my next point, the next thing for growth is content is king. If you're not posting content every day, two or three times a day, the competition, and I think that applies to everything. For example, like whether it's a social social media influencer, a business, a startup company, Whatever it is, if you're not posting, someone else is. And as of right now, and as we as we go forward, just how the tech ages, everyone is always on their phones. It's eyes on screens, and we're all competing for eyeballs. So that's what I'm trying to do as much as possible: post a lot, post meaningful, so I can spread a good message. And I'll I'll and um, <clears throat> sorry, also um, grow my business. So it's not care what people think. Firing in all cylinders on social media whilst remembering point one. I don't care what people think. Post, 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 create, create, document everything you're doing. TikTok, LinkedIn, two unreal platforms for um, organic growth right now. You don't have to pay to play. So they're incredibly good. Facebook, Instagram, plastics. Snapchat's kind of dead in this country, but I still use it to share um, H2H stuff to friends and whatever. Um, so any platform you can get your hands on, it's free. There's no startup cost. And um, then, so that'd be kind of not caring what people think. The social media is just so, so important. And the final thing is like, people always ask me, like, Mark, where do you buy your clothes? And not that I, like, I don't care if I tell people where I buy my clothes, there, clothes from because 
<clears throat> blah, blah, buy them, right? So I use a crew neck. They're over there actually looking at me. And there's like several different Irish brands who use the same crew neck. Like, for example, there's a sustainable brand called Pure Clothing. All sustainable products, really, really good. I sell the same crew neck as them. There's another brand called Revive Garms. They donate money for rhino conservation. I sell the same crew neck as them. So in Ireland, you don't have many options, if any. And so you have to go abroad, UK, the Middle East. So, of course, I use Irish suppliers to source my product. But for someone out there who's thinking, like, oh, I need to ask this person where they get their stuff, they just Google it. It's so simple. Google will tell you everything. So you could start, let's say, tomorrow morning you wanted to start a clothing brand. Okay, here's your design. I'm going to Google embroidery shops, print shops, or clothing suppliers near me. If you Google that, you'll probably find my one from Dublin in the top five. And so it's kind of just using a bit of initiative and it's more so people are kind of lazy. As we mentioned, they want it overnight. They want that kind of get rich quick scheme, but that's, that doesn't work. And um, unfortunately, and it's kind of, if you want it to work, you need to work hard for it really. Definitely. Uh, I think one of those things was the instant gratification piece. And that's definitely, it's probably a product of the world that we're living in now with everything being so instantaneous and social media and online deliveries, next day delivery and stuff. And it's a product, but I suppose the the thing is it's great to be a consumer of the, of that, but also it's important to not let that, um, totally impact and reflect into your personality and your kind of viewpoint and your interaction with people and and with like trying to strive towards achieving something whatever that may be because again you said it before if you don't work or, or, yeah if you don't work for it it's not going to work for you so definitely uh, a good point to, to make there Um, I suppose one of the things that is kind of very much an embodiment of, of your brand is the support and values and kind of the the core message which we've discussed already behind the brand but I suppose like one of the things you mentioned when you're saying you know posting on social media every day making sure that you are getting the message out there is the message and the the, the message behind the brand and the kind of the story of the brand speaks for itself to a certain extent and also it's it's a message that you don't um you don't um what's the word compromise on yeah you don't compromise on it because you are so kind of um strong you do have a strong belief in in what you're doing and kind of the core message behind it so i suppose with regards to the mental health space and like with regards to some of the charity work we've not really discussed the charity work and i think it's an important one to get out there because i suppose well first of all you know i am wearing a cap hats off to you even though my hair is looking <laughs> terrible haven't had air cut in a while um, yeah, hats off to you on that on, on that standpoint because I mean, not only are you promoting a extremely important topic in the social media space and creating a ripple effect of conversations with the t-shirts and the logo and the brand, but also you're actively providing assistance and funds to um, charities and organizations who otherwise wouldn't get it and do rely heavily on you know charitable donations from individuals or companies so I suppose like where did that kind of derive from and and kind of what was the decision behind that and I suppose even just to talk about some of the some of the donations that not the actual donations but you know some of the organizations that you've chose and kind of the reasons behind it maybe yeah definitely so there's there's loads of different reasons and the main one is I wanted to help people in need and organizations in need so there's a lot of organizations that do a lot of free work and provide lots of free resources and support, whether it's text lines, phone, phone calls or phone, free phone lines and in obviously in person uh, supports that are on for free. And they just kind of they work off donations. So it was, that was the main reason, of course, to provide funding as little or as much as I possibly can in order to support these people who are doing amazing work throughout the country and the world. So that's number one all day, every day, like the, the other reasons that include, uh, in terms of a business perspective, my unique selling point is that I give, give money away. It definitely hooks more, more and more people in because they're thinking, okay, oh, I'm going to be online shopping anyway. So why not support a company with a good cause, whether it's mental health, whether it's animal con conservation, sustainability, whatever it is. 
And so that was another reason too, from a business perspective, it, it gives me that unique selling point and that kind of competitive advantage that I'm giving 10% of my total sales figure. And for a startup company, that's tough. Like you don't make much margins in the beauty. Startups don't make money t- theoretically for three years. So the turnaround to give 10% is like, it's tough, but it's great. And I love to do it. And that's how the business is built. Like people wouldn't be supporting me if I wasn't doing what I was doing. Like maybe they would, I don't think they would, but it is definitely my unique selling point is definitely the main reason why I started to give back. So I, I could help people help others and also employ myself. And so it's like two birds at one stone there. I'm employing myself. I have a job and making some money. I'm doing good, giving back. And then the customer is getting a new hoodie, t-shirt, hat, whatever it might be. And helping, as I said, charities, resources, people out. And so they're the kind of main reasons to help others out. It's our unique selling point. And I think in the beginning, a few people like messaged me saying, you're only giving 10%. That's awful. You're making money off, uh, off the back of people suffering with their mental health. And I remember in the early stages, I replied to one or two. And after that, I realized like, these people don't get it. Actually, I, I replied to one girl with like, voice notes and I killed her with kindness and I explained everything. I said, well, here's why we give 10%. So we have our cost price and then I have to pay VAT on that. Like I have to pay all my taxes and bills on that. And then I have to pay the revenue. And then I have to pay all my advertising on Facebook. Okay. And then I have to pay to ship it. Then I have to pay for my website. So yeah. I'm also doing 16 hour days. Like I'm doing hundreds of hours a month. So I can't just do that for free. And if I, if I have to stop doing it for free, I'll just have to go get a job at a random company. And then I won't be doing any good. And when I broke it down for her, I was like, listen, if you ever want to help me, come on board. I won't pay you though. But if you want to help me for the good and we can increase the percentage of it. She realized then that, she kind of said that in the heat of the moment. And then when she thought of it, like from a business point of view too, that I don't get all these hoodies for free. I don't work 16 hour days for nothing. Like I work hard to do good, but at the same time, yeah, I, I need to pay myself something too. So one thing is it's 10% of sales, which is actually in recent months, like it's not a bad figure. Um, but some people need to, I, I will give a word, word of warning. Some people sometimes get skeptical of companies that say, oh, we give 10% or we give a percentage. I see a lot of companies say they give a 10% of their profits, mm. which is great, right? But from a business perspective, I'm thinking like an entrepreneur head on me here. I could make a hundred euro in profit today. Okay, it's my profit. Yeah. And 90 euro of it on supplies. So now I only have a 10 euro profit. Yeah. If I give 10% of 10 euro, it's a euro. Mm, definitely. So, the 10% of your profits is a hugely different figure to the 10% of your overall sales. Um, I think with so, regards to the, sorry to cut off you, cut, cut across you, but I think like one of the things that stands out there is people, regardless of whatever it is that you do and you're doing phenomenal work and it's a fantastic contribution towards so many great causes, someone will always have something negative to say. And look, maybe yeah, the, yeah. the intention behind that initial, you know, question or kind of, the, the you know saying well it's only 10 percent it may not have come from a bad place but at the same time it is it is kind of a um it's questioning the the good work that you're doing and like i mean look i'm, I'm sure you know it, it doesn't really affect you uh, it, it wouldn't really like allow you to kind of say well i should i shouldn't even be doing this or you know the 10 percent isn't enough because i think it, it absolutely is and it's it's a huge figure particularly because it's of growth sales it, it, it's a lot um, but I suppose like the, the doubts of others can sometimes become self-doubt. And, you know, if you were to kind of say, well, actually, yeah, it's only 10% and, you know, it, it leads you to kind of question yourself. But I suppose the, the main point there is that no matter what you're doing, people will always have something to say. And it, it comes back full circle back to what you'd said before is to, to not care about what other people think or what other people say, as long as you know your truth and you can stay true to that, then you're, you're on a good 100%. track. And like the main thing that I just hold and I will hold it forever with HH is our transparency. So whether that's from our donations or to our prices or to even a return in exchange, shipping. Like if you order today and for some reason I don't have your hoodie in stock, I will message you within two or three days say, listen, I'm actually oversold on your hoodie. 
and it won't be in stock for maybe five or six days and then I'll send it out. So there's no kind of messing with the customer. There's no messing with the person who's supporting me. They know exactly what they get. It's exactly what it says in the tin. Like we donate this, we do this, this is how we do it. And I think that's why I've put myself out there so much. And on all of our content, it's just a lot of me. A part of that is because we're in a pandemic and I don't want to be doing any crazy photo shoots or whatever with five or six different people from different households all over the place. But the other part is that people kind of get to know me more and kind of connect on a more personal level. And like, I can see people who will comment, like comment my name, like talking to me directly. It's not H-U-H, it's Mark. And they'll message me saying Mark. They won't say H-U-H or hi, whoever that is at the other end of the, the phone. So there's kind of that real personal connection and also the transparency. This is how we donate, this is how we do it, this is where we do it. Uh, these calls are sustainable our bags are sustainable we use an Irish supplier to source our products from abroad so it's all very very transparent and there's no kind of like we donate a percentage of this it's, it is what it is or there's no your your package will be there within six weeks you know it's always kind of clear lines of communication as best as I can I think the the, the thing there with regards to putting yourself out there and you know you do you well first of all you embody the brand and you you are you know a huge part of the brand and it wouldn't be in existence without you i think by putting a face putting a face to the logo putting a face to the to the brand it really does help people build up a sense of trust and it really does help people actually feel actually truly involved and influenced by what the brand is trying to promote as well it makes it that bit more real and i think um yeah. even if you compared it to like some of the big well-established brands they all have ambassadors they all have like i suppose sponsored athletes or or you know influencers or celebrities and to a certain extent it's it's a fundamental part of the business because people can relate to it that bit more and i think people are relating to you and what you're trying to do and it's definitely a, a massive factor and really a positive influence on the brand as well so yeah i think so too and it's just there's always that kind of if you dm or email they're getting marked and i want to try do that as much as possible obviously as we scale it's easier said than done like if hopefully but what it comes to a stage where a lot of people working on customer service for the brand but the the kind of the foundation of how I've done it will definitely be like it definitely passed down to whoever takes it on and I will do it as much as possible but there is only so many DMs I can reply to in one day so sometimes it takes a few days or sometimes you might email and I've just gotten about 50 emails at once and I might miss it but that's just human like I can't I'm not perfect Um, and another part of it is too is as you mentioned like a person a real person on the other end of the brand is I like, and I will do this going forward, is that, like, I like the realness of, I'm not an Abercrombie and Fitch model. Like, look at me. I'm just a normal... Not a bad-looking bloke count. all the same, though. Not a bad-looking <laughs> bloke. need. And that applies to, when people see it, and, like, I'm on in the hoodie on the Instagram, great, people can relate to me. But also, it's, well, if he's kind of just, like, a 25-year-old from County Mead, like, and he's talking about mental health, maybe we should, you know? So... That's also one of our point is kind of that realness connection to it from consumer to business, but also the mental health aspect of, well, if he's talking about it, we should be, we should definitely be talking about it too. It just is, the stigma needs to be, like needs to be tackled, let's say. Yeah, it makes it relatable and it makes people actually feel more comfortable engaging and, and you know, practicing exactly what it is that you're preaching as well. So definitely an important part of it. Um, so I suppose like, coming around to kind of conclusion and some of the main takeaways is the fact that, you know, I'm going to applause for kind of the work that you are doing. I think um, it, it, it needs to be applauded and it needs to be encouraged and it needs to be appreciated because I think one of the things is so many times that people will, will think good things about the things that you're doing, but may not, you know, reach out and say it. And I think one of the quotes that's been going around, I think it was International Kindness Day not so long ago, but in a world where you can be anything, be kind. Um, but I think also something that I've previously kind of maybe wouldn't have done or wouldn't have um, gone out of my way to do was if I did think something positive or good about what something that someone is doing, you know, you might think the talk, but you wouldn't actually communicate it across. And uh, so I'd encourage yeah. people to actually be more complimentary of others and actually encourage people and um, I think the world needs 
less judgment and more encouragement. And that would be, you know, a, a good, a good change or a positive movement uh, and would definitely contribute towards people actually having um, more meaningful connections with people and actually even just on an individual level feeling more happy and content within themselves because they are actually receiving all the goodness and not the, the badness that people are putting out as well. I'm going to do it you know, when I see stuff <laughs> I like online or something like that, whether it's someone has a nice coat or a cool business, I'm going to let them know. I like that. Definitely. And I suppose, look, it, you, don't, you don't want to be like, I suppose I, I'm always conscious with the stuff that I, when, I, when I say these things, you know, caveat some of these things because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, um, I'm not suggesting that, you know, one of the fears when I say that thing is about, you know, saying nice things to people and, and you know, <laughs> complimenting people is, you know, bloke on, on the end of a phone and he's probably maybe sent already five, six, seven messages to the, to the girl, <laughs> you know, complimenting her appearance and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, maybe, maybe, you know, take the take the silence as a as a, a response in itself, and not to try and say it again. But you know, um, anyway, <laughs> I'm always very conscious of, of stuff like that. Maybe too conscious of stuff like that. But um, I suppose, like in terms of what's what's next for for the for the brand, I suppose you're probably definitely looking forward to you know things getting back to normal somewhat and being able to kind of I suppose feel a connection with people and, you know, do things collaboratively with the brand as well. But um, one of the, uh, well, I suppose maybe uh, you don't have to, you know, give me a full business plan, but I suppose general sense, well, what is next? I presume it's going to be kind of more of the same and kind of continuing to build on what you've already built. But Yes, yeah, so I, I definitely will stick to the core kind of things that, that have worked for me, like hoodies and crewnecks have been like a home run. And as time goes on, they will change, whether it's just as uh, naturally things will get better in terms of quality and stuff like that. So the quality will always improve. It's not improving. I'm wasting my time, you know, because from this day last year to now, my hoodies are insanely better. And that will just happen over time as you get bigger and better. And so the hoodies and crew necks will always be there, but we'll just change different colors for different seasons, different types, different weights, different styles and stuff like that. And we did release like a gym gear, gear launch, which went pretty well. And we'll, we do kind of seasonal stuff for winter. We have hats coming. We have an Irish release coming. So what I'm going to try to do and what I love to do is as kind of seasons change and like events throughout the year arise, for example, just I wanted to do the kind of Irish release for March around St. Patrick's Day. But I also want to do pride release with H&H and the pride colours. And I have loads of different ideas to kind of help and highlight mental health in different communities. So that's one thing I really want to hammer down on and zone in on. But going, going forward, in terms of maybe a business perspective, I want the business to grow, um, obviously. Uh, and I'd like to take it more worldwide. We're getting more and more shipments for the States. And I love it. Um, Maybe down the line, five, ten years, who knows? We could have a headquarters somewhere in the United States and somewhere here, somewhere there, which would be great. Um, but in, in short term, kind of like you said, and this is not even from a business perspective, when the pandemic ends, there's one thing I just haven't stopped thinking about is I want to do a sunrise meet with as many H2H customers as possible. And H2H just fought the bill for like a proper coffee morning breakfast type thing on whatever beach it is. And just have as many customers as we can get together, meeting each other, talking, and just interacting. And I don't even want to play like a major role in it, like maybe a talk for five minutes on like a video phone or something. But it would just be kind of sunrise, jump in the ocean if you want, don't drown, don't play in H2H if you do, but like have some coffee, meet some people, and just get to know like people that are in a similar community to you with a similar frame of mind. That's kind of something like very hopefully short term. Um, Another way, as I said, kind of trying to highlight mental health in different communities, whether it's like gay community, Irish community, whatever it is. And then also bringing all these people together for sunrise, I just think would be really cool because I'm very into like health and wellness and like fitness. So that's also something I'd lo I love to tie in with my brand. Definitely. Well, I think like 
it will be such an enabler to go out and experience and interact with different communities, different settings, different locations and areas when things do open up. And I think one thing that everyone has been longing for this year is a connection. And that will be a, a way to bring people together and feel connected and part of a community because I suppose it is a community and it is like a, a brand, but a community off the back of it that you're creating as well. I suppose one of, this is going to be a compliment now. Uh, one of the kind of res resemblance or one of the a very a similarity that I'm drawing with a, a, a clothing brand, which is very well established, uh, is Gymshark because it is kind of built on, you know, it's built on transparency, good fundamental values and a yeah. clear vision of, you know, what it is you're all about. So, yeah, there you go. Who knows? Maybe one day. Thank maybe you. one day. Here's hoping. I really admire Ben Francis and everything he does. Like, I, I just consume... There's two people I follow who, like, religiously would be Gary Vaynerchuk and Ben Francis, and I just love their kind of how they operate as people and as businessmen. Funnily enough, a lot of our gym gear is exactly the same gear as Shark use, which I was sure to find out because their gear is great. Brilliant. And then um, another good one for you and for people listening, because I'm I'm a big fan of both of theirs as well. And uh, watched kind of the YouTube videos and, and all the rest and follow them on Instagram and stuff. Um, but another good one is Stephen Bartlett. If you don't follow him, uh, check him oh. out. Really good, um, very insightful individual and a successful entrepreneur when he's recently sold his business, but um, he's kind of trying to decide what direction he wants to go in. But yeah, definitely. Um, so I suppose- Stephen Bartlett. Stephen Bartlett, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I'm here. Yes, S-T-E-V-E-N and then Bartlett. Um, very good. Uh, yeah, just give them a follow. You won't, you won't regret that one. Um, so I suppose one of the questions that I, well, firstly, I'm going to say um, thanks very much for coming on. And then secondly, if you if you wanted to let people know where they can find you, um, because I'm sure after listening to the conversation, uh, they'll be more um, inclined to reach out to you if they have listened. Um, because, you know, yeah, having course. gotten to know you, it's been a very good conversation and an interesting one. Um, so yeah, where can they find you? Yeah, so on all platforms, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, it's HH Clothing or at How's Your Head. Um, we're also on Twitter, very small following, but I'm working on that. And then our website is hhclothing.com. And I'll be sure to leave that in the description of the podcast itself. One of the, well, some questions that I ask people um, at the end of each podcast, I did forget to do it on one occasion, but how and ever we live and learn and hopefully uh, it won't happen again, is it kind of already touched on it slightly is, well, we haven't touched on this one slightly, but is there any, so this year, like it's been chaotic in a sense and we've been, habits and routines have been flipped upside down, but is there any changes this year that you've been forced to make that you would choose to keep, even if you wanted to give me one? Um, and I'm, I'm conscious that I've given you this question, you know, it, it's not come out of nowhere, so you might not have it, but even if you no. didn't have an answer, it's one to leave you um, to, to think about. Yeah, I think so. Like, to be honest, so I worked, as I mentioned, all my bar industry experience and I did 18 months abroad as a whiskey brand ambassador and I loved every single second of it. But this year, I haven't had one drop of alcohol. And I think one thing that I was forced to not do was kind of drink. Like, there's no socialising and I am a social butterfly. Don't get me wrong. I love nothing more than going for a pint and having the crack or just going for a cocktail or whatever because I, I have a, like a huge appreciation after my time working for a whiskey company for alcohol in terms of how it's made, the craft, the taste, the flavours, everything. So I love it and I love to be able to enjoy it. But one thing I just haven't drank this year. Not one day have I drank and it's kind of something that I do miss but going forward I don't know if I'll totally like, wipe it out but I'd, I'd be more conscious of well, maybe I want to do something on my Sunday morning or my Saturday morning because I'm way more productive if I'm up at seven or eight when I'm not hungover. And I've been saving a lot of money, but if the lockdown wasn't on, I'd be spending 200 on a night out, you know what I mean? So there's that's yeah. kind of the main one that I'd be more conscious of how I spend and what I consume on like nights out. That's a really good response. And funnily enough, um, I know you're a busy man. Maybe you'll have maybe you'll have a spare. I think it's 15 minutes. I done it. Did a podcast. It was basically dry January. Um, I did dry January last year as well, and I did it this year. Um, but I suppose this year, given it some more some more food for thought, um, with regards to the relationship with alcohol and kind of 
if I would choose to go sober, I'm not going to say that I will never drink again because it probably will. But at the same yeah. time, just trying to improve that relationship with alcohol and drink. Um, so there is a podcast available on that if you wanted to check it out. And for people who are listening, because I do think I could talk for so long about it. But although people don't have problem or a drinking problem, there may even be some small problems associated with your habits when you do drink. And I think it's just good to kind of be conscious of them. And I'm sure everyone at the end of this lockdown will be all really looking forward to going out and having a piss up. So I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to suggest that people shouldn't, but look, it's some food for thought and uh, maybe it can quench some thirst for perspective. That was a cringy thing that I'd said at the end of that podcast. Um, but then the other question was, and I'm conscious of time, I'll let, I'll let you go shortly after um, was, what are you looking forward to? Is there one thing in particular that you might be looking forward to? or if Personally or business or what? Um, you could give me one for each if you wanted. So personally, I am absolutely dying to get back to America because I left all my friends during a global pandemic. They're all bartenders, all white staff, everything. So we didn't get to have a goodbye. I saw some of my friends not all of them, maybe three or four, before I actually left on a plane after 18 months, I couldn't even hug them goodbye. Because um, it was that fear that I was coming home and I didn't want to bring anything home to Ireland, even though I was doing two weeks of isolation in a hotel. Um, I just didn't, we didn't do it. And everyone was keeping a low profile. And it was a really kind of like, sad ending to my like, best 18 months of my life. And um, so one thing is that I'm definitely getting on a plane and getting over to see all those legends out there in the States. Um, and then from a business perspective, I, I just want to see how it grows from now until 2022. Because um, I think we will start to become back to normal now as time goes on. But as I mentioned, hopefully if I keep up my habits and kind of my new routines, that my life won't change dramatically in terms of how I spend my time and my money. And hopefully I can still kind of keep it in the business and keep very focused. So they're the two things I'm looking forward to. Brilliant. And I suppose the reason behind asking that question is because it has been a difficult year, it has been a challenging year, but at the same time, just trying to re-emphasize to people, I know it's been pushed and I know it's been pushed. It has gotten further away, but there is so much to look forward to and so much to look forward to, perhaps with even a new perspective or a new outlook and maybe even a greater appreciation for all the things that we may have previously taken for granted. So yeah, I think it's it's always a it's a good a positive note to leave a podcast on that you know there is so much to look forward to and um, we will get there eventually and um, we'll uh, we'll enjoy it that little bit more when we do get there. So I suppose exactly. that's really it for from from me. I suppose unless there's anything else that you wanted to 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 leave on, but no, that's that was amazing. I had a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I think it was a really, really good conversation. And if you did enjoy listening to the conversation for those who are listening, please do um, check out Mark's page, H-U-H Clothing on Instagram, all the social medias, I'll tag them below. Um, and, you know, check out the hoodies. There's some good stuff there. Um, and if you did enjoy the podcast as well, appreciate it if you could give it a share on your social medias. So that's it from me. That's it from Mark. And uh, thanks everyone for listening.